views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Whoa. What a great day. Amazing. What a great day. I am so blown away. I, you know, I wake up some days and I think to myself, okay, you know, Pat, really? Are you really living this life? Is that is this something? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Welcome all of you to the Dr. Pat Show Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all of our affiliate networks. Um, and you know what? We just reviewed our affiliate list, and there's so many of you that it's really hard for me to even mention them all. But I will mention our you know, across the prairie, flagship station, WBOQ, KKNWM 1150, and CRN. So thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on wherever you're listening from. And for those of you that are listening through a podcast you've downloaded, I want to thank you and appreciate you all for doing that. What a great show with Dr. Darvish, and we're not done yet. You know, part of this is, you know, being able to have conversations with people that are making a difference in the world. Now, i got to tell you, you know, the show that um, we're getting ready to do right now, um, it goes beyond being able to to even put words uh, to what, you know, Greg O'Brien and Dr. Marley Purdue are all about. It it just really does go beyond words. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do... Uh, than both justice in today's show, really being able to talk about a, uh, a subject that is on the minds of so many people. You know, the book, and we're going to be giving away a copy of the book right now, uh, not right now, but during the show today, the book is called On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. And, you know, and, and, and I say that because this is a message right now out in the world that many, many people are either not wanting to have a conversation about or wanting to have a conversation about and not knowing how. But I have to really thank Greg. I have to really thank, you know, the people out there that have made this book come into reality for a very, very powerful message. And I also want to say that I want to thank uh, Greg O'Brien for... Uh, his sheer determination, sheer determination, and for Molly for being a sidekick in the journey. Now, Greg O'Brien, more than 35 years of newspaper and magazine experience, writer, editor, investigator, reporter, publisher, 2009, diagnosed with early onset uh, Alzheimer's. And, you know, guess what? That is something that when we hear that term, 
most people don't do what Greg has done. And I hope that we're going to set a pattern for life from this show and from what his work is about. His material, um, excuse me, his maternal grandfather and his mother died of the disease. Uh, and so this is a conversation we have, uh, as many of you have heard me talk about, about, you know, years and years and years of conversations and publications and, and words that have come out to talk about, you know, what Alzheimer's is and what it isn't. So today we get to have a conversation with him, you know, former editor and publisher of the Cape Codder uh, and, uh, and Register, and beyond all of that, you know, this life in Cape Cod, beyond all of the things that he has done, you know, beyond being a script writer, publishing 17 books, you know, this is somebody that has got an epic voice in the world right now and has got my attention. I want to talk about Dr. Molly Perdue, who's also going to be joining us here today, the author of Exploring the Experience of Family Caregivers, uh, uh, Cape Cod's Invisible Workforce, and beyond that, someone that must have said yes at an early age in life to being, being at the forefront of what it means to help families, to help families have hope in their lives and to support caregivers as life and life's journey continues. Uh, founder and executive director of the newly formed nonprofit entity, the Alzheimer's Family Caregiver uh, Support Center. Hallelujah for that. Uh, Dr. Molly continues to work, work as an educator, clinician, researcher, and advocate for families and individuals living with Alzheimer's and dementia-related diseases on Cape Cod and elsewhere. And if we're not having a conversation about this, then the question then becomes, how can we ever, ever, ever bring to the forefront uh, information, education, and action that is going to make a difference? Greg, Molly, welcome to the show. It is such an honor to have you both here. Thank you, Pat. You, you gave me an introduction like my mother, so maybe her spirit is with you now. So thank you. No kidding. You bet. No kidding. You know, I, I, as I say to, to everyone that joins the show, you know, I read all of the books. And so there are probably going to be some questions that are not in the standard script of questions I usually get. But the question really is for me that, to kind of start this off, Greg, and I want to start by chatting with you if, if we could. Sure. I want to ask you, you knew what your family legacy was, so to speak, around Alzheimer's disease, right? Or you had a sense of it. But I want to ask you, what was it that helped you find within yourself a different and powerful form of chutzpah, as many people call it? You know, that life force which says, Giving up is not anywhere in my arena or agenda. What was it that was going through your mind and, and going through your energy force? Well, I, I think it was the training that I received from my uh, maternal grandfather and my mother. My maternal grandfather in the Depression years owned a lot of the New York, New York uh, City and Manhattan brownstones. And when people 
lost their shirts. He never gave up on them and went around at his expense and forgave them their debt. I'll never forget that story, hearing that as a young boy. And, and I watched him and his progression, and I saw my mother, uh, and I was the family caregiver in the Boston area and on Cape Cod for her. I'm one of a large family, one of 10 kids, the oldest boy. And uh, she taught me how to live with Alzheimer's, not die with that. The dying part comes later. And, um, and when I saw them both pass away and I was there at my mother's bedside, I just was overcome and, and as a reporter in my training, and I said, this is going to stop. We're, we're, we're going to start to talk about this disease. And we're going to talk about it in a way that strips away the stereotype of Alzheimer's just being the end stage of what it's a horrific, Dr. Pat, end stage, where you're in a nursing home and you don't know uh, who you are, but there's a middle and, and, and an early stage, and Alzheimer's can start and Pat, and Pat, no, you're, you're Molly. Yeah. I get I get a little confused here, so bear with me. But That's Molly okay. will tell you, it, it can start 10 years, five years before it's diagnosed. It can run its course, take 20 years to run its course. It's what they call the death in slow motion, of like having a sliver of your brain shaved every day. I can tell you this, Dr. Pat, that um, uh, I'm able, through what the doctors call a cognitive reserve, which is a inherited blessing of intellect, kind of like an extra fuel tank. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on more to the right side. I'm speaking in layman's terms now. My writing and communication, because that's the essence of who I am. If I lose that, you can put me in a freaking box. Yeah. But the left side of the brain can be in a free fall at times. Uh, in my early stage, 60% of my short-term memory can be gone in 30 seconds. I often don't recognize people in familiar places, like my own wife after church the other day when I was at a coffee shop. Uh, I get lost in familiar places where I don't know where I am. Um, I see things at times that aren't there it's because brain signals aren't connecting. The doctors use a word clinically, um, misperception. It's really hallucination, scary things, as my mother did. I, I go into tremendous rage when I pick up a phone and forget how to dial, or I'm a long guy, and I know out in Seattle, you got uh, Seattle, by the way, is I, I could live in Seattle. It's what a beautiful <laughs> place to live in. And, and um, Cape Cod is beautiful, and it's got beautiful lawns like, like the Seattle area on the seacoast. And I'm a long guy, and when I pick up my sprinkler, lawn sprinkler, and don't know what it does, and throw it, smash it against a tree in a million places because I'm in anger. Um, these are symptoms that Millions of Americans who are afraid to talk about it because nobody wants to go there with the brain, afraid of, of losing self-esteem and denial. And you have to, to write about this, strip yourself naked, which is a very difficult thing to do. But my role model of my parents, maybe it's a long-winded answer, um, of, of, of my, my maternal grandfather and, and my mother, my training as a journalist, but I couldn't also say this without stressing. It's a book about faith, humor, and hope. I have that Irish humor. Yeah. And I woke up. <laughs> I was a jock. I was a jock in 
high school and college, but I have a deep faith in God, and that sustains me. Molly, do you want to? Yeah, I want to just uh, take a short break, and when we come back, Molly, I want to hear from you. Uh, you know, but what you're really talking about, Craig, and no, not long-winded at all. I mean, a very, very important message that must, must be shared uh, with the world, because, you know, whether it is, uh, it is the conversation uh, about, you know, the mind of Alzheimer's or any other chronic disease, you and I have something very important in common. And that is our, you know, our spiritual practice. That is our belief around that. And, you know, I've often wondered, you know, whether I'd actually be alive today and speaking had I not had that. So, no, what you have to say, Greg, is super, super important because it's a missing link in healing and wellness. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Molly. Uh, for those of you out there, we're going to give you lots of information. We're also going to give a copy of the book on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. And, you know, for those of you, I, I will make sure you have the website. You know, I cannot say enough about my guest today. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Listen to the Yo! Andrew News Talk Show every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. More info where to listen? www.yoandrewnts.com slash listen. Don't get your message lost in the mail. Email us with this address, yoandrew at yoandrewnts.com. How about tweet Yo! Andrew at andrewtweetgeo. Taking a picture is easy. Instagram us today at yoandrewnts. Tune in to Heart Center Talk Radio with David Christopher Lewis, a gifted Claire Audience, Aquarian spiritual author, and talented musical composer on TransformationTalkRadio.com every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. With delivering more than 4,000 messages from angels, masters, and divine beings, David will share the Ascended Master's teachings, insights, and surprising revelations to light bearers. Meet transformative guests who embody change and inspire hope and get a refreshing and deeply meaningful perspective on life. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. We're excited about Galeo's Cafe and Galeo's dressings. All of the flavoring comes from a family tradition and recipe, and secondly, from people that love uh, to bring to the table, literally bring to the table, what I grew up with, and that is a lot of love and delicious ingredients. And when I first discovered it, it was about six or seven years ago, and what I loved about them was not only are they gluten-free, but they're made from some of the you know most incredible natural ingredients. And more importantly, I just want to say is for many of us, low-fat and sugar. I mean, no sugar. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. Order your dressing today. Visit galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hey, everybody. Whoa. That's my favorite, you know, like new new word now. It's like, whoa. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. And, you know, in a little bit, we will give a copy of this incredible book away on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. Greg O'Brien joining me here today. And as I said before, you know, he is also joined by uh, Dr. Molly Purdue. I've introduced both of them. But, uh, you know, it's a very, very big, big conversation, and we're so glad you know, to have Greg joining us here today, Molly. Now, Molly, before the break, you were going to jump in, and uh, I wanted to to thank you for joining us here today. You know, there are many, many questions, questions like the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's, questions about, you know, some of the things that Greg just shared. You know, what has your journey been like, and where is your passion in all of this? Well, Dr. Pat, you know, I was raising two babies, when my mother became symptomatic, and we moved her from Florida to Cape Cod to live with us. So I was a mother of, you know, young children while I was watching my own mother uh, struggle with Alzheimer's disease. And so we, we actually, at one point in, in this journey, uh, we all lived together in about 960 square feet, and we learned how to uh, help my mother so she could live with the disease. And my children kind of grew up uh, as young children uh, with my mother. So I have one son that had some sensory issues, and, and he found some way to relate to my mother that was just phenomenal. And during that experience, I was working on my Ph.D., mm. and I kind of threw away what I was working on, and I said, I have to start looking at Alzheimer's and families and try to see what's out there for families, what interventions work, and what can be done to make the world a more dementia-friendly place for my mother as well as my family that's doing this really important thing, which is helping her live with the disease. Wow. I mean, so, you know, it's so, it's so interesting, right? You know, many people don't even want to say the word, and most of us mispronounce it as I do. Uh, but 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 I, but I actually kind of blame that on coming from New York. So in New York, it's uh, you know it's Alzheimer's, right? But we don't even want to say the word. I wanted to ask you both. You know, what is the call to action now, Greg? There are many things we can talk about, and we will talk about during the show. Um, but I want to ask both of you, Molly, uh, also as a follow up. You know, what is the call to action right now, and why? Um, all right, there. This is just, you know, I don't have a medical background. I'm a dumbass. I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a liberalized guy, okay, and, and English and uh, journalist guy, and, and I took one um, biology course in, in high school and cut a frog, so that's my extent of clinical knowledge. But I'm living with this monster of disease. So let me answer it in a couple ways and, and 
Uh, Dr. Pat, you reel me in if you need to. Um, so the person with Alzheimer's, what are the, what's the call to action? Don't give up. Um, uh, walk in faith, humor, and hope. Uh, Alzheimer's, as people can go and Google, it's like a snowflake. There, there are no two patterns that are the same. And, and yes, it progresses quicker in some rather than others. And I think the reason for that is, is probably many reasons for that. Um, in the big press conference in the sky in heaven, we can ask the Lord that and a lot of other million questions. But I'm going to be in the front row with my hand up, so you better get there before me. And that may not happen, Pat. So just, <laughs> just in. Um, but so, so in, in, in the person with Alzheimer's, a call to action is part of not giving up is engaging your brain um, and, and engaging your brain and, and your body and exercise and, 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 and reading or, or, you know, the thought process. Don't give up. Um, just refuse. Uh, Alzheimer's is like running a race. And, and yeah, we're going to get overtaken by, these, by this demon, but let's all run for a while and, and think of yourself in running in a marathon. And uh, like any marathon, you know, it doesn't, the Boston Marathon, whatever you want. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that you didn't uh, complete the race. It matters that you're out there running and doing your best. The, uh, and there are strategies for that. And, and I'm going to forget I said strategies because so, things pop out. So, Dr. Pat, write that down and ask me whenever you want about strategies because I, I, I think this conversation should should not be about uh, the freight train crash, because it is crashing and it will crash. It ought to be about um, hope and, and, and strength for your viewers and what they might be able to do. Um, the, uh, uh, for caregivers, they, they are the heroes of the world. Um, the call out for them is they need to take a bow. Um, mm. they're, they're, my memory will be gone, and as I told you before, 60% at times in my short-term memory is gone in 30 seconds. Alzheimer's, and they don't know why, allows one for a period of time, and I'll let Molly discuss longer-term memory. Um, but the caregivers don't forget. Those of us with Alzheimer's, we will forget, and they go through tremendous depression. So mm-hmm. my call out to people who are listening is support your caregivers. Yeah. Love them. No question. And, and, no and, question. and the, fi- the final thing, I'm going to turn it over to Molly, is okay. uh, um, uh, that we need to reach out to the Congress, and um, we need to. There, there's one senator uh, from Massachusetts, Senator Ed Markey, whose mother died of Alzheimer's, who's doing a tremendous job in raising visibility. But we need to support people, and and we need this. This needs to be from a ground up. Uh, um, uh, you know, from 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 a gra- grassroots challenge to people to say. This is a disease that's going to take out the baby boomers, and um, it's going to take out a generation. And I'll let Molly talk to that. So, Dr. Pat, I just want to mention that the national plan has the year 2025 as a year we want to figure out how to slow down the progression of Alzheimer's disease. And part of the work that I do when you ask about the call to action is that, okay, so we have many years between now and then to help families like Greg. 
And there's 5.4 million people in this country that are suffering from some type of dementia, and that means that there are about 16 million caregivers that are trying to help their person, their loved one or friend, kind of navigate this disease. And my, my belief is that our call to action is to have more boots on the ground so we can help these families, you know, live with this disease. If you're talking about a progression that can be up to 20 years, there's a lot of life. You know, when I think back to my own mother, you know, she was able to see my, first, my sons take their first steps and enjoy that, even though she had this disease. So, you know, every stage will have, you know, its challenges. But there is so much of life that needs to be lived, and, and what happens for many people is that they are so frightened because they're noticing some type of cognitive change. And, you, you know, you talk about what's the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's. Well, dementia is a host of symptoms. A person has to be symptomatic. So a person starts to notice these changes. Uh, some of it could be normal aging. Some of it could be an accelerated decline that means that they may have something going on that they need to get to a doctor and have checked out. But we have such tremendous fear and there's such stigma around many of these diseases that people will not get the help that they need. So part of the work that I do is talking to people about going in and having these conversations with their doctor. There are many reversible types of memory loss. And if you don't have the conversation about what is going on for you, your doctor cannot address that. So it is important, and I want to thank you for having Greg and I on your show, because this is how the conversation begins. Yeah. You know, I have been at some of his public events where he has gotten up and he has talked and he has read his book, and you see a hand in the back, and it's a person that raises their hand and they say, I just want you to know I also have dementia. And the, the power of that moment, knowing that that person has found someone else that they can relate to, that can give them courage and give them strength so they can kind of make their own journey through this disease is just phenomenal. And that is what Greg is doing. You know, his book is on Amazon, on Pluto.org. It's, it's fascinating. It's important. And I think it is going to be like the, the first step that we take towards making a difference in the lives of these families. I agree with you, and, and, you know, something you said that is super important I want to talk about when we come back from break, and I'll be giving a copy of the book away. You know, um, this has been one of those diseases, and this is just my opinion. I'm not a medical doctor, so this is just my opinion as well. It's been one of these things that has been kept, one of these diseases that have been kept in the closet. Um, you know, there have been a couple of really good films that have come out in our pop culture uh, that have made a difference. But it really is time for bigger conversations, for conversations that we take that are fearless in nature, see, that are about solutions. And that's what I want to thank both of you for. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to give a copy of the book on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's, when we come back. And the other thing we're going to do is we're going to make sure all of you have a lot of information. And, you know, as part of the message for today's show, I am asking you all uh, that listen to the show to really pay this, this message forward, you know, to let your friends, to let your families know that there is a book like this out there. There is a conversation now out there, and it is a much-needed one, because I don't know about all of you, 
I don't know about waiting to the year 25 to make this content. I, 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 Molly, I got to double check with you or break about that. I, I wonder if you actually really did say that. I had, to, I wrote it down and I thought I got to ask her during the break. Is that like a mistake? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be back with Greg and Molly. Stay tuned. Good. Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Tired of traditional talk? People pontificating about this or that, the left or the right. Sometimes the truth is just all lost in the noise. Tune in each week to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, as nationally known guests talk about what's important to you, your life, your concerns, and your success. Tune in and turn on to Straight Talk with Chuck Gallagher. Visit ChuckGallagher.com for more information. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the best in talk radio. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on a tree. 
You know how I feel. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. Dragonfly out in the sun. You know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun. You know what I mean. Hey everybody, welcome back. Yeah, thank you guys for calling in to the show, asking for information. Yeah, we've got lots of information for you. Uh, we're including how to get a copy of the book, how to find out more about what Greg and Molly are doing. Molly, if I if I could, before we jump back in here, can you please tell everyone first of all how can they get a copy of the book? How can they participate and get more information? And how can they contribute? If you would mind just giving everybody the list of websites and places folks can go. Great. Well, definitely I think everyone should buy Greg's book. It's, it's phenomenal. It's well-written, and it tells his journey, and it's inspirational to anyone that knows someone that has this disease or is a caregiver that wants to know what the person is going through that they're caring for. And they can get the book on Amazon. Amazon is selling his book on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. They can also find Greg on his website at onpluto.org. So onpluto.org, and the book is available at Amazon. Okay. So how about both of y'all's websites to make sure one more time that we're giving information to people? Yeah, uh, this is Greg again. The, uh, again, it's Amazon.com. And it's on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. Also, you can get it on barnesandnoble.com. And my uh, email address on the book, which provides a lot of information about it, is onpluto, P-L-U-T-O dot org, O-R-G. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, um, let's do this. I'd love to give a copy of the book away right now, uh, Taylor, if we could. How about we do it? Can uh, I get a copy of the Yep, first caller. First caller, 1-800-930-2819. And by the way, for those of you out there that would love to um, ask a question of the show today, please go ahead and do that. 1-800-930-2819. Um, you I'm know, a lot of questions. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> you know, I want to ask you both a couple of different questions. And Molly, from your point of view as a caregiver, from your point of view, Greg, as the experience, you know, what are some of your best days? What do they look like? And what are some of your worst days looking like these, the, 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 you know, for you? Well, is that for, for me or Molly? That's for you first, Greg. Okay. All right. Um, you know, as I said, it, I, I think of, of – um, I'm 64, and, and I was diagnosed at 59. Uh, also, uh, I want to stress that, that um, which might be helpful for anyone who's joining, my maternal grandfather died of Alzheimer's. My mother died of Alzheimer's in a bruising, knockdown battle with this demon. And um, now the disease is coming for me. Uh, years ago in my mid to late 50s, I started recognizing the sem- experiences of the symptoms of horrific memory loss and, and not recognizing people and not recognizing familiar places. And uh, you can go online and, and, and look at all the symptoms and see. Um, and then I also sustained a 
serious head injury. And um, I was riding a bike with no helmet and was tossed. And mm. um, doctors say that, and I played a lot of sports in high school and college, which I think also gets back to my desire to keep pressing on. And um, I, I, uh, uh, the symptoms got worse. And uh, then I had a brain scan and a spec scan and uh, a clinical test. And the, and the doctors say that they believe the um, bike accident, like pro football, and not unlike pro football players, when they get hit, and some of them who are predisposed to dementia, and we've read about that, and it's online if anyone wants to, that that complicated it. And then I had a gene test, and uh, I also carry the uh, marker gene for Alzheimer's. If anyone wants to look at that, it's called APOE4, and there's been a lot written about that. So at that point, the doctor said, you're not getting out of it. And so I said, okay, that sucks, if I could use that word on your radio. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I said, and I cried. And um, I went to my parents' uh, um, grave site, and I'll use the acronym here. I had the WTF talk with them. And, um, and then I raised my fist against God, and then I heard the Lord say, maybe now you and I could do some things together. And mm. so rather than um, I got your attention, and, and, and rather than sit in a pity party, which I was for a while, I said, screw it, I have this thing that these demons don't know who they're screwing with, and um, began taking notes for several years from inside the mind of Alzheimer's. This is a book about an investigative reporter, which is me, embedded inside the mind of Alzheimer's, chronicling the progression of his own disease. And it's the first of its kind, I believe, ever to be written. Uh, so I took notes for several years, and then with the help of three New York Times best-selling writers, one of which, uh, which is interesting, I just got a text from while I'm on the uh, interview with you, Lisa Genova, who wrote the New York Times best-selling novel, Still Alice. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a novel about Alzheimer's, and it's being made into a movie mm-hmm. with Juliana Moore and Alec Baldwin, Kate Bosworth, and it'll be out soon, and, and um, I think it's, 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 it's a must-view for uh, anyone mm-hmm. who wants to learn about this. Um, but, and, and that's how I wrote the book, with, 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 with their help and guidance. Um, but getting back to answering your question, um, every day is kind of a new experience. I'm an old school guy, and so I think of my mind as a file cabinet. And, um, you know, when I go to bed, everything is, is neatly filed away, and every night it's like someone came in and ransacked my mind and, and dumped my file cabinet on the floor and uh, mm-hmm. the who, where, what, when, why, and how, the five W's of a reporter, and as it applies to me. And before I get out of bed, i got to put all that files back in my mind and, 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 and get myself together, and, and that's before I go to the bathroom. And there are times when I've labeled the toothpaste because I reach for the wrong thing, hand lotion or something like that. And there was a time that... Um, I once uh, uh, gargled with rubbing alcohol, and as I said before, I wouldn't recommend it. It does not have a minty taste, and um, and so I, I've uh, you know at times labeled the 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 uh, say labeled the rubbing alcohol. No, labeled the uh, um, what's it called the breath freshener, Molly mouthwash. 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 Had trouble with thank you, Doctor Pat. I didn't realize you were a linguist as well, and. Yeah. Um, 
So you know you got to laugh, okay? And then yeah. you're getting it. And and um and then I go on my day, and um uh you know thank God for Steve Jobs because uh, I use my uh, Mac uh, laptop uh, Pro Book and and my iPhone, and uh, you know you'll never see me without it. I take copious notes. Um, I I. I uh, I have strategies, and this is what I urge people with Alzheimer's. If I could just tell them brief, and I'll keep it brief, sidebar. Yeah, when please. When I was a young investigative reporter at the Arizona Republic covering organized crime and the mafia, uh, my, um, my first job was as a court reporter, and there was a Maricopa County Superior Court Justice who broke me in. And uh, I had to cover a case in her court, my first story, and she... she started yelling at the prosecutor and defense attorney and shut the case down. And I didn't know what the hell happened. And so I sheepishly knocked on her door and said, I got it. This is my first story, ma'am. I got a deadline. Can you help me? And she said, sure, come on. And she sat me down and told me what happened. And then she said, if you want to learn more about the courts, come back. And I came back and on a regular basis, we got together and talked about court reporting. And she went to the Arizona Superior Court, uh, Court of Appeals, rather, and I followed her out here, and it was uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, the Supreme Court Justice, first woman Supreme Court Justice in the United States, broke me in as a court reporter and when I was in my 20s. And she told me, Greg, and her husband died of Alzheimer's, as people might know, and uh, she, she told me, Greg, as a reporter, keep asking questions. And she'd stress, and she'd say, keep asking questions until you get the answers. And um, so, for instance, Pat, my strategy would be if we knew each other, I saw you, mm-hmm. I had no clue who you were, you wouldn't know because don't, you don't need to see my misery memoir. Mm-hmm. I would sit back as a reporter and keep asking questions about you, what you do, until you gave me a clue of who you might be. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't know who you were, I'd try to pretend that I did. Sometimes I can't pull that off. Right. And, 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 those are, and then at the end of the day, and I'm going to have Molly talk about this on sundowning. Okay. Um, it's something called sundowning when the lights go dim and, and it confuses the brain. And um, so I work out. I go to the gym and I try to work out for an hour or two, and then I go right for two hours to restart my brain. And, you know, I've said, of course, it doesn't get as cold in Seattle as it does here, but I'm sure it gets cold out there. But here right. it, it, it gets freaking cold. And so I say it's like trying to start your brain after you left your chainsaw in, in February overnight on the deck on Cape Cod. you got to rip at wow. it. And, uh-huh. and, uh, and so it's a 24-7 fight, but I would urge anyone who's listening, don't give up. You know, whatever it is in your life, man, you know, this is my faith in God and, and whoever, however you want to define God, by the way. That's not my job to define it for people, but um, never give up. Refuse to give up. I love it. Molly, go ahead. Dr. Pat, you know, you're asking about what are the worst days and what's the most difficult thing for caregivers and for people with disease. And I want to bring up the idea of isolation and depression and anxiety, but mostly isolation and depression. Uh, People can become very isolated with this disease. People that have it can feel that they don't want to be embarrassed when they don't remember names, so they end up staying home. They don't go out to the social events they used to go out and attend. 
uh, caregivers can do the same thing because they are so busy. They think they don't have time for friends and social engagements. And those types of behaviors where you start to withdraw can lead people to begin to have uh, depression. And depression in caregivers is a little different than depression in people who have the disease. And, and Greg can talk a little bit about some of the mood changes that he's experienced. Mm -hmm. But it is important, and once again, you know, it is important that people reach out and they don't go through this alone, whether they're a person with the disease that's starting to notice that they don't feel like they used to or whether they're the caregiver. So for someone with the disease, it's very easy for it to get misdiagnosed because it may not be as severe. Depression may be a little yeah. more low-lying. It can be something that comes and goes, but it is something nonetheless that can inhibit people from social engagement. And the same is true for caregivers, but it can be a little more pronounced. And if I put my researcher hat on, I can tell you that the numbers of, of caregivers and the numbers of people with dementia, depression, with dementia have a higher rate of depression. So wow. this is something that we need to address because we don't want people going through this in isolation. I agree. And, you know, we've gotten the attention of we have, we have the best listeners on the planet, and we've got somebody waiting to chat with us right here. Uh, and, boy, I can't – I've just skipped our last break because this is way too important for us to go to a commercial break about. Uh, Taylor, who do we have uh, uh, joining us here to, uh, uh, to the show? Yeah, we have Brenda calling from Redmond and kind of touching on some of the things you were just discussing. Okay. Um, help for someone uh, – a caregiver for someone uh, – going through uh, this Alzheimer's situation. Okay, great. Brenda, welcome. Hi, thank you, Dr. Pat. And I just can't say enough about your show and how you answer my prayers. It's just amazing. I just am so blessed to have you in our community. Oh, thank you so anyway, much. Anyway, my, here's the situation. I've got a father-in-law. He has been showing signs of Alzheimer's. Uh, he's made comments to me. My brain isn't working as good as it used to. Uh, he gave me power of attorney a couple years ago because he felt like he should do that um, in advance of any other things going on. The, the biggest challenge I'm seeing right now, a couple of things. One is I would love to find some local support or some group. I went to the Alzheimer's Association online. That's right. I definitely got some good research. But I am, like you were saying, people feeling isolated. It's yeah. not, this is just a chapter of life. I never knew we were going to have to look at this with, you know, parents. And he, yeah. Yeah, dad is such a good, um, I appreciate what you're you guys were saying about your coping mechanisms, but I want to tell you it's kind of a double-edged sword. On one hand, I'm glad people are able to, you know, you don't have to share all your drama and your pain and your um, disease with everybody, but at the same time, you know, when you're a good faker, people can't, they don't want to believe that you have the disease. And I've got right. a challenge where the siblings, I'm, I'm the one that's closest to him. And I can see what's going on, and I'm I'm raising the red flag. And other yeah. people are like, "Oh my, he doesn't oh. have any problems." I'm like, "Oh, you just wait till something, you know." Oh. Brenda, what what I, I is that your name, Brenda? I just want to make sure. Yes, I get this. yes, you got it, you got it, Greg. This is Greg Greg O'Brien calling. 
you, you, you are so on target with this. Um, tonight, there's a chapter mm-hmm. in my book, which is a, a quote from Mark Twain, Denial Ain't Just a River in Egypt. And um, we live in denial because it's an easy place to live about a lot of things, but on Alzheimer's it fits mm-hmm. because the word dementia uh, has has Latin roots in that, that conjures up a thought of a demon howling in the desert, and nobody wants to go there. Often, and I had that fight, I'm the oldest boy, as I said before, in a family of 10, and I had to go to my, and I was the family caregiver, um, and it was close like you, and I had to go to the mat with my brothers and sisters on this, because I would see things that they wouldn't want to see, and they didn't want to accept it, and they wanted to do what I call a drive-by diagnosis. Well, I talked to mom today. Absolutely, yeah. She, she sounds great, in which I would say, really? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and and they didn't get it. Uh, and, and um, you know, a, a good example, which really shook my brother one day, I'm with my mom on the couch mm-hmm. and talking, and my brother calls, and I could see my mom, because we want it. I don't need to show my dirty laundry. I'm trying to make change here, and and so you 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 and, and, and I'm sure your loved ones the same way. And so my mom's trying to have a as as she could a decent conversation with my brother Andy, and I could say, oh crap, she's going to think she's fine. And then she ends the conversation, and she said, do you, and, and 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 this this actually was on an Easter Sunday, and um, and my my father had died, and she. She says to Andy, do you want to talk to Dad? And she gave me the phone. Yep. And so Andy, and this is in my book, Andy mm-hmm. says he realizes now she's got a problem. And um, he says, Dad, you sound pretty good for a dead guy. And I said, Andy, today is the day of the resurrection. So <laughs> we both laughed, but that's how I broke yeah. to him. And and. Uh, uh, Molly wants to say something about uh, uh, denial. Good, and good, great. Molly, go. Hi, Hi Brenda. So, right. so one of the things, if you lived on Cape Cod, what I would recommend is that you get into a support group because it's support groups that are educational can provide information about the disease because there's a lot of information people don't glean from their doctor. There's a lot of information about how to deal with behaviors. There's a lot of information about how to communicate more effectively with someone that has dementia as they progress. And, and so a support group is, a, is an easy way to kind of share the experience with others. Well, not, not only do I do that, but I run support groups for people that are early in the disease progression. So, you know, your father, it's possible that he could come to a group, and I've had people that say, no way would I ever walk into a support group. You know, I'm 80-some I'm years old. I've never had counseling, and it's, it's not for me. Yep. And then they come into the group, and they realize that they have a shared experience, and that shared experience also gives them courage. The group that I run, and I've been running it for a couple of years, you know, we can have snowstorms, and on Cape Cod they can be quite severe, and everybody still shows up. They get somebody to take them there because, you know, having that shared experience gives people strength. So I would recommend that you try to find out from the Alzheimer's Association in your area what's available and connect to these services. Research shows that families that connect early to services have better outcomes. So 
they're, they're able to avoid the depression. They're able to avoid some of the anxiety and high stress because they can do things to make it a little easier. Wow. Brenda, did that help? It does. Just even hearing the stories, um, I, it's very liberating because, like, yes, this is what happens. You know, these are real people. They're having not identical, but there are so many mm-hmm. common threads in the experience. Awesome. So, yes. Brenda, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll give out those websites again as well. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. I love our listeners. They're super, super amazing. But, you know, I cannot believe we are just about uh, finished with the co- this conversation. I would love to ho- invite you both back. I hope you will come back uh, and join us. Yeah. Before we do, I've got, uh, uh, you know, one last question and also would love for you, uh, you know, to give out some information. My last question is, what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? And please let us know the websites again, Molly, if you could. Greg, what's your personal uh, message? What would you like to leave my, us with? My, my personal message is maybe twofold. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk in faith and humor and hope wherever you are in life. But uh, my place today is with Alzheimer's. Um, secondly, understand the stages of Alzheimer's. Um the end stage is the stereotypical stage of Alzheimer's, but the journey is a journey that takes 20 years, and mm-hmm. and um, it's a journey that robs one of the, their identity. Where and it's a journey filled with the waters of denial, as this other woman had correctly talked about. And until we understand that there are millions of people in early stages who are afraid to talk about this. We're never going to take this disease seriously, and it is going to outstrip cancer and heart disease sevenfold in years to come. I, I, I have prostate cancer, Dr. Pat, and I am not treating it. It's a decision with, I made with my family and my doctors. Um, we have wonderful nursing homes, um, but I don't want my children and my wife and my friends to see me in that final stage, and that's my exit strategy. So... We need from the ground up to push for a cure, and Molly will come on and give you some websites, I guess. Yeah. Great. So yes, I just wanted thank to say you, that my personal message is that no person and no family should go through this disease process alone. They need help. They need support. You know, we need to find programs in our communities that will support these families and these people so that they get the information they need. They're educated. They know how to deal with communication and behavioral issues and we can reduce the amount of anxiety and depression. So that's, that's what I would say is my message. Um, Greg's book is available on Pluto.org. It's his website. You can contact him there. Amazon.com sells his book uh, on Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. So it's, it's an incredible book. I hope every listener will go out and purchase his book because I think they're going to glean something from him, his information. I love it. And again, I hope you both will come back. What a powerful show. Thank you both. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Thank you. All right. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And by the way, if you have missed any part of this conversation today, uh, this archive will replay again tonight on TransformationTalkRadio.com. The show will play again. And also, you will be able to download it. Send it to your friends, send it to your family, and get a copy of this book. And remember, you can be 
a catalyst that changes the conversation around Alzheimer's. Say yes to doing something about it now. We'll see you next time. Listen to the Yo Andrew News Talk Show every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. More info where to listen? www.yoandrewnts.com slash listen. Don't get your message lost in the mail. Email us with this address, yoandrew at yoandrewnts.com. How about tweet Yo Andrew at andrewtweetgeo? Taking a picture is easy. Instagram us today at yoandrewnts. Tune in to Heart Center Talk Radio with David Christopher Lewis, a gifted clairaudient, Aquarian spiritual author, and talented musical composer on TransformationTalkRadio.com every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. With delivering more than 4,000 messages from angels, masters, and divine beings, David will share the Ascended Master's teachings, insights, and surprising revelations to light bearers. Meet transformative guests who embody change and inspire hope and get a refreshing and deeply meaningful perspective on life. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. You're listening 
to Transformation Talk Radio, the best in talk radio.